Welcome back, everybody, to the Compile Time Podcast. This is episode five. Now, we're getting pretty far ahead. Uh, today, we have a very important episode because today is the Valentine's Day special. I am Mitch. I'm here with my co-host, Ethan. What's up, guys? Brian. Howdy, y'all. And today is the Valentine's Day special, even though we will most likely be posting this on the 26th of January. Uh, but, you know, if grocery stores can like, stock their shelves full of chocolates and Valentine's Day themed stuff, we can, we can prep ahead, too. Uh, yeah, I think that's guys, a pretty... Yeah, they put their Christmas the, stuff out, here. like, you know, months early, so we, we, we're, we're not as heinous as them. No, no. In fact, that makes us look better in comparison. We're more professional than them. This is a given, right? That's right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's episode five. I mean, we're like basically, you know, almost there to being like a multi-million dollar corporation. Yeah, I mean, Google is going to be asking for partnerships real soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much already made it, guys. Yeah. I give it three more weeks until we're, you know, washed out and the, the band splits up. Yeah, but then we have a big get-together. It's going to be miraculous. Stay tuned. Uh, Three big tour. One Direction getting back together. <clears throat> oh, getting yeah. scheduled. Wait, did they? Did they get back no, together? Oh. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They're... You just you just destroyed the heart of a secret directioner right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with that being said, I'll cut us off there. Uh, let's get into our one-word check-ins. Ethan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so good, guys. Um, if you're new and you're just hopping in on episode five, uh, we have uh, the one-word check-ins. Let's see little intro is that Mitch and Ryan are both in relationships. Mitch and I both have jobs. And Ryan and I both have clean living spaces. So we each ask the complimentary to the other. Um, oh, wait, no, actually, Mitch has cleaned his space, so he has a new question now. So we'll get to that. Yeah. I'm, but I'm clean. No, we'll jump over. Funny. It's, it's still, Mitch, behind you, there's still a rat's nest of cables. So I, I think what Ethan said is valid. No, we're, we'll mm. get to that eventually. Okay. Anyway, so my question is, if I'm still single, and my one-word check-in and answer to that question is, yes, I am still single. And uh, I think it was episode three, we were talking about how we we're looking forward to the year, and we're moving on, and we'll be like locking down, and I probably mentioned, you know, I'm looking forward to a committed relationship maybe i take all of that back i'm kind of just ready to be out here continue the the dog life um dating's hard dog in and it's not fun and i really like being single i've learned so maybe i'll stay single for a while maybe i won't honestly who knows what's gonna happen really i'm just out here trying to, to live my life and we'll see what happens as long as you're happy man that's all we could ask for if a lovely right. lass wants to come and make me <laughs> even more happy great and if not, that's also great. I'm kind of, I'm just having, I'm just having a time. That's good. Well, hopefully a good time. And hopefully it's a good it keeps, time. Keeps getting better. Hey, it's, it's compiled time. Hey, <laughs> he said the thing. He said it. <laughs> All right. Well, Cuts that's the thing. Great, great finish to that story, Ethan. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Are you hired yet? No. Ah. That's, that's my story. No. Any updates? Uh, damn. <laughs> No good ones. To be, to be fair, hiring in CS right now is a miserable experience from what I can hear. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, mid-January 2024, if you're watching from a different time. So anyone who remembers, you're a real one. Yeah. Anybody who's also going through it right now, very real. I mean, Google yeah. just laid off, like, thousands of people again for, like, the... I think this is, like, the fifth time I've heard about it in the news or something. So, I mean, hiring is going to be harder. I don't know. Yeah, it's real bad. There was a little landslide one of the days where like one person did it, and then like five companies rapid fire did it. But the the worst was Citibank announcing that they were gonna lay off twenty thousand people. Now, they didn't just like actually go and fire those people, and they announced it. So like now everybody okay. is still working there, but now so they have like, like the oh. fear of God that like yeah. oh, if I do poorly, I'm gonna me. get fired. It's gonna yeah. be me. It could so be. not only. Are those people, are 20,000 of them getting fired, but 100% of them right now are just in probably mental anguish. So, you know. Yeah. Fun times all around. And I mean, Ryan, for you especially, it's just, 
I mean, it's just, it's hard for everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's rough one. It's rough out yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, my one word check-in, I guess it's not really a one word check-in, but I mean, my countdown to leaving the bay, I'm giving a number. Uh, we're getting closer. In fact, last week, we are comparing to that one week closer to leaving the bay. Wouldn't you know it? Wow. Crazy how that works, right? <laughs> Every uh, week that goes by, I'm a week closer. When was the last time you've done math that hard? <laughs> I don't know. Not my since job college, is honestly. not that intense on math. <laughs> Shouldn't have even taken it, really. Did not need math. <clears throat> no, sir. Uh, no, but leaving the bay is close. Uh, I'm continuing to get more and more tired of it. There are things I appreciate about it. Don't get me wrong. If I had to come back, I would. Uh, but there are better places I want to be, and the countdown is helping me get there. So, that's that. We'll that's good stuff right seconds. there. Yeah, we'll leave our yeah, check-ins. So. Those, those are done. takes a lot longer than I'd think they would take, considering they're one-word check-ins, but, you know, it, we're, we're done with them. My, my update was pretty quick. Uh, we always devolve into story time. That's just kind of how it goes. And it's so we can, you know, keep you, the viewers, updated with how our lives are going. Um, anyway, moving on to our next segment, we are going to be moving into some tech and science news for the past week. These are probably going to be super out of date by the time you listen to them. That's just the nature of these things. We have a multi-week timeline because this is just a side gig for all of us. Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about some things and see what this week was like and discuss it with each other. So the first thing that we have is that a Boeing 737 MAX door blew out during a flight, like while they were up in the air which is kind of wild just to start off with. But beyond that, everyone was okay, and there was no one sitting in the seat next to the door when it blew out. I think that's fantastically interesting. Praise there were God. six that's empty crazy. seats on that plane, and two of them were right in front of that door. I don't know if people just didn't want to sit in front of the exit row or whatever, but the odds of that are astronomically low. Yeah, especially because like, the exit row is the seat that everybody should go after. It has, it has the leg room. Yes, but no tray table. Especially for a longer flight. What if I want to set down my teeny tiny glass of water? Yeah, what if I want to stretch my legs, though? I want the exit row. I'm short. My legs don't need that much space to stretch, honestly. Well, tall people, you know the struggle. Yeah. But speaking of things that are also just astronomically low chance, an iPhone, I think an iPhone 15, fell out of the Boeing 737 and, um, yeah, just hit the ground and survived. That's really, really interesting that a phone can just, you know, shoot out of a plane, you know, however many thousands of feet in the air, fall to the ground, and still be functional. I have no to idea about fair, the state of the thing. it did thing, have a case but... on it, but no cracks oh, what? whatsoever. The case what? was huge to help What brand that. of case? Like, can we, can we give them a shout-out for being I awesome? I think it was unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Um, whatever whatever company ha like makes that case though, they should be jumping on this the second they find out that it's theirs. Yeah, I would flex that so hard. Like assuming that you know, you're, like it's especially if it was someone obnoxious like Dbrand. Oh my oh, god, yeah. it would be all over their website over in the next week. They'd be like, we made the first phone case that can survive an infinite drop. Our <laughs> phone be every YouTube terminal ad. velocity and still hit the bottom. Wow. Okay, uh, but I have on the, the real case. That's super impressive. Oh, you do. It is the Spigen Cryo Armor. It sold for sixty-five dollars. What? I've never heard the of that. Spigen Cryo Armor. So this case survived the fall of what was it? I think it said sixteen thousand feet. Sixteen thousand foot drop. Well, the fact I that we don't know about it means they're not doing their part to market the. They gotta survival. market it up, baby. Yeah. Well, they're they're making a new website as we speak. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, but definitely. uh, you heard it here first, or actually, probably not first, because we do our tech news late. But you heard it here. Spike. You heard it here. Good job. Great, great, great phone case. Um, we should change the name of this segment to Tech Olds because it's not really new anymore. <laughs> we could. We could. Um, classics. <laughs> tech but... vintage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Boeing in Alaska uh, Airways took that hard though. Uh, didn't really go up well for them. So yeah, no, I'm sure they're having a very bad time. Um, which is a shame because it's not really their fault. Like Boeing does their doors through a subcontracting company, and as the parent company, you can't like really go and just check everyone else's work. Like I feel for them in such a way because they made the standard and then someone else built the standard, but also you have to like check their work, and that's an enormously time-consuming process. 
But at the end of the day, a door opens at 16,000 feet. Like, that's unacceptable. Even hey, if the, the engineers the at Boeing aren't directly responsible. The door opens. What's the issue? Doors are supposed to open. It did. They're also its supposed use to case. stay closed. This one specifically is supposed to stay closed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that, didn't know that about doors. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> this door, it was actually cosplaying as a door, but it's supposed to be a wall. It was actually anyways. a jar. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, before I learned about the iPhone case, I was actually just saying, oh, maybe it was the titanium. That was going to be a funny joke. You know, see that it survived. <laughs> and it seems like other phone companies are catching on to that as well, because the Samsung S24 lineup was also announced very recently, or at least in the past week. Yeah. With the most impressive physical change being that it is now partially made out of titanium, just like the iPhone, um, which is fine. You know, titanium, great metal, great price, you know expensive what are the chances okay. of that weird wow mm. what a trend Dude, the, um, the, the roles have switched like iphones were always the ones that copied like samsung's features like the s3 had like facial recognition like a decade before iphone even thought of it and now here they are just like following their trends of removing the aux cable adding titanium not adding anything to their phone every generation no they just did add something it. though they added a bunch of open source AI tools that uh, Google made for their Pixel and slapped them in there. So don't you, don't you, don't you say that? I, of course, I haven't actually held the phone or seen the phone in real life. I just watched MKBHD videos for better explanations than I could ever give. So yeah, shout out well, to him as well. We are we should massive totally MKBHD fans. We he sure has more, are. He has more money than us, though, so that's the reason. We could give better. No, we couldn't. That's a lie. No, that's, that's, that's a lie. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, that's fine. But anyway, titanium. It's the new hot thing for phones, uh, at least according to Samsung. And who knows? Maybe it helped that iPhone survive its drop from that plane. Uh, there were, were actually there, a lot of announcements. Sorry, weren't there videos of when the iPhone came out, like people crumbling the titanium with their hands? How did it survive a plane fall? Um, gray armor, I guess. No, I think, oh. I think people weren't bending it. What? The, they had changed the back glass, and so on the bigger iPhone that was, like, longer but still thin, you could bend it enough to shatter oh, the back yeah. glass. But I don't think that's new. I think the old ones could shatter, too. Uh, it was some Max. Because I, I watched that Jerry Riggs Everything video. Yep. It was the Max, the Pro Max that broke, and then he it tried it on one. the Pro, and it didn't break. Okay. You know, interestingly enough, someone else tried it on a different phone, and they couldn't repeat it on an also a big one. So I don't know if that was a, a fluke or if it was because he was already disrespecting the hell out of that phone. Those are, you know, for those who don't know, the Jerry Rig Everything suite of tests is brutal, and the phone almost always comes out inoperable and destroyed at the end. So either way, uh, that did happen, but I, I think that was not specifically due to the titanium frame. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but we'll have to see. Samsung not only just announced some phones, but they also announced a Samsung ring. And I don't know what you're going to do with the ring. Literally a, a ring that you put on your finger. Not like a ring doorbell or something like that. A ring. And all that it was was a very fancy video of a ring floating in space. And that's about it. You know, your classic overly descriptive, you know, modern tech video. Uh, said nothing explained nothing and i have no idea what this product is supposed to do or what it's supposed to be about news outlets are speculating all sorts of things like that it'll have screens and that it'll take calls and i personally think that none of that is happening and that it's probably going to be a couple of teeny tiny low power sensors on it that can track i don't know like blood pressure heart rate and maybe sleep a couple other things that they basically you know have previously relegated to things like Apple Watches or Pixel Watches or what have you, and it's going to go to an app on your phone, because I just can't see them stuffing enough processor or enough battery into a ring to power a screen on the ring without it being gigantuan and a waste of time. So I really think it's going to be probably a low-effort Bluetooth thing with a couple of like biometric devices on it. Do you think somebody's going to propose with it? Probably. God, I hope not. <laughs> I assume so. I don't know. Okay. If I can't play Angry Birds on it, then it's not worth it. Mm. 
That would have to be such a specific proposal to like a, a someone who is just very down with the tech and also here for the meme because <laughs> you know I feel like that that could go really poorly with people who aren't like way into it and also absolutely here for the meme. They're just gonna be like, "Really? I've been waiting all this time for this, you know, proposal, and and you give me this piece of crap." So depending on the price of the Samsung Ring, it could be viewed as a budget option more functionality so i mean for the practical person it could be a use case to, pro to propose with <laughs> you know i really don't think like you, you get to preface your your proposal with like a let's have a sit down and chat of what makes a good functional ring like i really think <laughs> you just whip the thing out and the first impression is how it goes and it's just like a, a plastic thing yeah probably not Probably not a great idea. I'm sure it'll be great. You know, I'm sure it'll be made something really nice. It looked very shiny in the video. You know, I'm sure they, they wanted to get that across. They like not specs or features or anything, but shiny. They got that it's across. Shiny. So it can they, shine. You know, they they succeeded there. Um, that is all of the Samsung news. And, but there should be a lot of news about um, a lot of the manufacturers because CES was this past week. And so many laptops, monitors, other things were announced and sort of vaguely shown. And you should be expecting coverage from, you know, better, more thorough tech YouTubers um, sometime in the near future. And for companies to start implementing the technologies that they previously announced, you know, there were some demos of Thunderbolt 5 that looked really interesting, some new screen technologies, a couple of low power laptops, some really good stuff. So I look forward to seeing those things becoming a reality, specifically Thunderbolt 5, because Thunderbolt 4 was underwhelming. Thunderbolt is the future and I want everything to change to it. Agreed. Agreed. We love that um, so very much. All right. Well. That's about all of the news. Again, more like classics or whatever. Uh, Ethan, do you have a <laughs> weekly story for us to tell us? I have an interesting story about the workplace. And this happened today. And it really just made me question everything about the workplace and workplace etiquette. Because I walked into the bathroom. And this is a corporate office. And there is a dude brushing his teeth there and it's not like in the morning it's late later in the afternoon like it's kind of right before i left to go home and bro is brushing his teeth in the bathroom it's responsible and maybe is that responsible least, yeah like imagine imagine you know you've got someone that you want to you know go home to or whatever and you come home and you just have dog breath, just like gross. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't want that. You know, I I think that if you're if you have the the awareness to be like, okay, my breath stinks, and you have something to do about it, like to get up and go to actually like just go brush your teeth in the middle of the day because it bothers you. I think power to you. I think that's great. I think and I can get behind that part of it. I've been thinking about this all day. I can get behind that. That does make a lot of sense. It's really living rent free. But what, what also makes a lot of sense is putting in a stick of gum in your mouth. And what also had me thinking is he had toothpaste and a toothbrush with him. This was like planned ahead. Have you not seen this happen with this man before? I've never seen this happen before. I just thought it was just so peculiar, and I haven't fully processed it, as you can tell. But it's a very interesting concept of just how different people view spa their spaces differently. It, I mean, and to him, it's just like, yeah, I can brush my teeth at work. And to me, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting choice. But not too interesting, because I kind of get where you're at. Does that make sense? Him. Yeah, pro props to him for being that responsible. I think that you know that's great dental hygiene. And to be honest, like when you're going to the dentist or something that like that week ahead, maybe he's got a dentist appointment coming up soon, and he doesn't want to fail the test. You know, you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of your dentist. That's true. This is if so you, true. If you brush your teeth a lot the week before, and then like not brush your teeth, you know, for like the whole year before, it totally works. That's that's yeah. that's super. Don't let anyone tell you different. Don't listen to any dentist ever. Just listen. We to are me. we are not dentists, for the record. Nor do we give out official advice most of the time. Uh, but this one, in this case, we actually do give out this advice. Yes. 
Officially. Mitch gives out this advice. No, no. No, but Ryan I said this first. I want to give out my take on this because I don't think it's that odd. So, like, when I was working in Colorado Springs, I would wake up, go to the gym first, and then I would go to work. And I didn't want to, because I was going to have to shower between going to the gym and work. Like, I didn't want to show up to work being all sweaty and gross. But I did want to wake up, get ready, do all of my get ready stuff, go to the gym, and then do a bunch of get ready stuff again to go to work. So I would just do it all in one place. I would get up, do essentially nothing, make myself breakfast, go to the gym. I would just, like, throw on clothes. And I would bring, like, nice clothes later for work. And then... I would shower at the gym, and I'd brush my teeth, and I'd do all my stuff to get ready, and I'd put on, like, deodorant, cologne, and stuff, and then I'd be ready to go. And it would be nice, because I was doing all of my freshening up at one time. And then I had a little compartment in my gym bag where all that stuff went. And so, I actually did have that stuff with me at work. Like, it was by my feet, under my desk. Um, and that was just what made sense to me, because after work, I was going to go back to the gym. I was training really, really hard at the time, so I would... You know, it, it just made sense to me, and I packed all my meals for the day, and I was very organized in that way, and it just helped me, you know, be more compact. And so I, I don't feel like that's that weird, personally. Now, I wasn't using the bathroom at, you know, work. I was using the bathroom at the gym, which is a little bit different, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's out, that's that out there. It might not be weird, but it is a weird sight nonetheless. Like, it, it makes you like kind of, like, I don't know, jump back for a second, like, wait... Oh, wait. No. It makes you think. It makes you think. Yeah. yeah. Because I can't hate it. You are supposed to brush your teeth after every meal. But also, imagine if I was brushing my teeth in my office bathroom and my boss walked in. It's not enough to reprimand me. It's not enough to fire me. <laughs> I don't think they'd fire you look. over that. <laughs> it's, it's enough for him to never look at me the same again. Does that make sense? It's just I can, like... I can kind of feel that. Uh, I don't think it's as weird as you're making out to be, but I mean, I would be a, I I would be a little like, oh, okay, cool, you know, if I saw that, you know? Yeah. It's I enough like for I me would... to bring up during this story. Yeah. I feel like I would totally forget a couple days later, and then I would never think about it again. See, that's the thing, too. Like, he's an older guy, so he probably doesn't give a crap that he's just brushing his teeth. Or, and I think that I gotta the, he's at the time where, like, he needs to brush his, brush his teeth more to be healthy. Right. I don't know if that's care something you have to do when you get older. I don't know. I'd, maybe. I, I feel know. like everything becomes more difficult when you get older. Yeah. Like, you just have to be more meaningful about everything that you do. Yeah. That's why I'm going to die at age 35 before I have to do anything. Yes. That's such, a, that's such a mood. On May 2nd at 4.45 p.m. Anyways. Um, R slash remind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finishing up the weekly story there. Uh, honestly, great sort of tie-in with today's theme, that being Valentine's Day, when you guys will be listening to this. Uh, being fresh, being, you know, hemped, well-maintained, things like that. This all fits the Valentine's Day sort of theme. And going along with that, and specifically job hunting, also talked about today, we are going to be comparing the game of dating and the game of job hunting today, which there are... A surprising amount of similarities between and if you're good at one you'll probably be good at the other because the same tactics apply I don't know if I agree with that I think there are two people here that can say otherwise yeah I think I think uh, the majority of us would not agree with that statement I have my life together except for my cables are on the floor I'm the only one in this call that a has both it has both, yeah. So I may be the most qualified person to say that. Now, that being said, for me, the process of dating and the process of job hunting were very different. But for a lot of people, you can recognize that this might be true. Yes, there are no, I mean, parallels. Yes, and they're I, very similar. It's, it's funny how, how similar they are or how similar you can make them sound, but I uh, cannot stress this enough. You know, I feel like I have negative riz in the job market right now. Like, <laughs> it's it's just it is absurd. Riz torrential. Yeah. My 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 riz is just off the charts, but negative. 
Okay, here's the opposite thing. of NVIDIA right now. Here's the thing. Yes. Like how jobs, and I mean, most of the time they, when you try to apply for them, not that you should be handing a resume to anybody you want to ask out on a date. No, you could. It would be a power move. You shouldn't. Uh, you There is a high chance that you just get ghosted, mm. that they are not interested, and you have to take that in stride. You have to keep going forward and learn from that. That's exhibit A. Exhibit B is that there could be a lot of miscommunications happening with uh, with dating and with the job market or job hunting, I guess. If your company that you are applying to is looking for one thing, right? And you think that you have that thing that they are looking for. Turns out playing a totally different ball game. This has happened many, many times, both with companies that you're applying to. Brian, I'm sure you can relate to this. I have or, a story on, on tap, ready to go. <laughs> oh, oh, let's just jump into it right now. What do you got Okay, say? well, you know, talking about miscommunications, I think this is funny. And so, you know, going back to resume stuff, I had on my resume that I was working on custom copies of Red Hat Enterprise Linux, right? So we, you know, uh, Emergent, we would ship servers with, you know, custom things like kernel updates and driver updates that were tuned all the way so that these servers that we're making work to the way that our client wanted them to. Not that uncommon in the industry where you are buying servers third party from someone else. So I was doing that and I was talking to a recruiter and they were like, oh, I see that you applied for this job, but you didn't mention anything on your resume about working in Linux. And I was like, I sure did. What do you mean? And he was like, well, the word Linux isn't on your resume. And I was like, it's the L in REL. Like, it's on there. Like, it's an acronym. But, like, anyone... I was like, people should know that, like, R-H-E-L is Red Hat Enterprise Linux. And then he was like, do you think that you could, like, get rid of that and just replace it with the word Linux? And I was like, okay. And he was like, I just want to let you know that, you know, they're going to control F for Linux because it's on uh, the thing. And then if yeah. they don't find it... They're, they're just gonna throw yours in the garbage. It's like they don't have the reading comprehension to like understand yeah. what the words mean and then be like, oh, that is obviously Linux. Like, no, he's not gonna do that. <laughs> so that's that's funny little miscommunication. Don't don't use acronyms. You're not cute. You're not funny. Make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, we touched on this. Uh, I think maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago, uh, but comparing dating with resumes or applying to companies you should always lie to make yourself sound better yep how do you feel about that guys i can get behind it i don't I, that was a lie i can't get behind this <laughs> i wouldn't recommend because no. at some point just like how you would lie on a resume you're going to face those challenges at the job and then have to face the consequences the same thing's going to happen in the dating realm you're putting up a facade and you're gonna have to hold up the facade until you just can't anymore and then one day you're just gonna break and so would you rather hold up the lie or would you rather be honest and actually get to a point where you don't have to lie that's well i'm gonna uh, no i, I think right i'm, and I'm gonna, gonna play devil's advocate here no, yeah. no no i'm gonna say something way better oh. <laughs> um so <laughs> i have the complete opposite stance Right, so oh, you read, <laughs> you read uh -oh. a job description, right? You read a job description, and they ask for this laundry list of things that are impossible. They're like, oh, Zig has been out five years. I need you to have 15 years of experience with Zig. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like all sorts of garbage. You just say yes, and they're not going to check because it doesn't matter. That's another thing. Like a girl asks if you're six foot, yes. She has to ask. <laughs> she can't tell. So just say yes, and she's well, probably not going to wake up. If you're five eleven, maybe she can't tell. But if you're like four foot three, she can probably see that. If she, hey, can what see if you she pulls out and still asks tape right there? Then what if she? What if? In my experience, in, <laughs> or he, in, or in he. dating and in searching for a job, that just that just isn't how it is. You know, and so uh, I would say the complete opposite stance. Like if they can't tell and have to ask. That's fair game, because for a lot of things, it doesn't matter, you know? For some things, it matters. Like, if they're like, can you code? You say yes, no. and the answer is no. no. That's probably going to go poorly. Or if <laughs> or if she's like, oh, are you, like, 20 and you're 40? You know, 
that probably not going to go well. But for small things, well, you should, which you are should, bigger, be talking bigger than you think. In that market, anyways. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I was going to find some middle ground, Ryan. I'm sorry to cut you off, no, no, but I was no, no. I was going to I was going to be more reasonable and say, don't lie in the dating room. Like if you're on Tinder, don't put down like false information, and unless you're like five eleven and a half, you can round up. You can say six foot. I no judgment there, right? They may look at your like driver's license later in like a year's time and be like, oh wait, you're actually five eleven, right? And you know that you can face the ramifications then, but that's a little that's a little petty at that point. But what I wanted to say is that you should always lie on your resume, unless it's too much. <laughs> like if they say like you need to be fluent in C, but you've only ever coded in Python, maybe don't lie about that. But if they say like, oh, you need five years experience in java and you've only had like a course in it you're probably good to say you had that experience because what you don't know you can just learn on the job you're supposed to learn at work anyways so if you get the job you're probably going to perform about the same because you do have some experience in it and you will learn more while you're there so everybody benefits they get the work done that's needed you get paid and you get to learn more so all things considered in every case, lying is good for you on your resume. And everybody does it. So if you don't That's lie, true. you're falling behind the competition and you will not get the job. And there's a lot of competition these days, let me tell you. And yeah, I mean, like we were saying, Google just laid off a thousand people. So if they hire again, you better be sending those essays in or sending those resumes in with just fabrications out the wazoo. Now, if my <laughs> employers are out there listening to me right now and saying that and I eventually apply to them uh, just know that I am a co-host of a multi-million dollar tech podcast and so you should be hiring me anyways because I am far and away qualified for it I think anybody or, listening realistically or, knows the game and knows how people play it you know like they're out here and they can be like oh no we don't do that but if they actually went to their recruiting department they were like do we do that and then they're yes Yes, yeah. we absolutely ask yeah. for 10 years of experience when we actually just want someone with at least two. You know, like, it's... Yes, we actually do that. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little much. Sometimes it's a little much. Employers, they ask for too much, and I think uh, I think we are well in our power to do anything to get that position. Because, they, I mean, again, they ask for too much. And we can only provide so little. I know I've seen so many so many positions that say new grad, and then still have like multiple years of experience in multiple different language sets listed. And I'm like, how are you how are you factoring that in? Like, are people supposed to have taken a few years off of college and then entered the industry, or are you just saying the internships count as years of experience, or or what are you doing here? Because it's gotta. can't can't rectify those things but typically employers say like years of non-internship experience so like it's very very hard for me to pick that one out yeah but like i mean picking a class also counts as experience in whatever language that you're working with there so can you count mm -hmm. that as experience has it been years since you have learned this topic right i don't know i would like to yeah it's like that's still experience i can say that truthfully in that case too like i've been making c plus plus games since like junior year in high school. Does that mean I have six years of C plus plus game experience? I'd like it to be. I'd say it's so. probably not. I could. <laughs> probably not how it works. I coded Scratch in like fifth grade. I think that counts for like maybe seven, eleven years of coding experience by the time I graduate college, right? I, mean, well, I think like, that counts. I think you're already a principal engineer, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't even like that's that's Scratch, right? What about like? Minecraft Redstone. I mean, that's that's pretty high tech, and I've been doing that since forever. So I'm not I'm not saying that I you know am really good at Minecraft Redstone, but I'm definitely not a junior developer in Minecraft Redstone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you like this leads. Your, your, sorry, you keep going. <laughs> that's pretty good. You should put that on your resume. Junior. Yeah. No, I'm never doing that. <laughs> I feel like Imagine, it leads like this... in my little skill section. Just the last one is like Minecraft Redstone. Honestly, that would be pretty sick. That would be pretty cool. That'd be sick. If recruiters read resumes, that might actually lead you to like a nice, fun, quirky conversation. But I'd be like, oh, I saw that. That was fun. For keywords, uh, they yeah. will never do that. Yeah, they'll never see it. 
And so then you know what you're getting yourself into as well. Someone who actually read your resume or not. It's kind of like a little check on their part. But what I was going to say is I feel like this leads into the next point of setting of different expectations. When you're going into a job interview, when you're going to apply for a job, understanding the expectation of the job itself, because they could be saying, yes, we want 10 years of experience in a language that's been out for two years. And you're like, dang, if you understand what their expectation is, like what Ryan was saying, and they understand what their expectation is as well, you can just come in with, hey, I can do what you're asking me to do. And they can say, okay, we get that. And maybe you still have to build that up. Like the expectation that you have of the company and the company expectation of you, if both make sense and there's a common understanding, I think that they can put whatever the heck you want on your resume. You could care less as long as they understand that, hey, they're building someone up versus... This is someone who has legitimately been in the field and has legitimately had this experience for however long versus this is actually a new grad and we are actually willing to put in the work to build you up to maybe send you up onto the next role from within Mm. and have that experience. Similarly to dating, the setting those expectations there too of like, hey, I just want to hang out. I just want to have a good time. Maybe we can see if this goes somewhere versus... I want a legit relationship right now and I want it to be a commitment and I want to move forward with it. Those set like be those expectations being clear, you got to put that out early. And you got to know, okay, my expectations are this. Maybe that's not what she wants. Is that what she wants? It could be he, just as easy as he. asking her. Yes. I'm I mean speaking for me. Yes. But for anyone the other person on the other side of it if she if the person on the other side has different expectations you should be aware of that early and you should let them know your expectations early on too i feel like with searching for a job my expectation is to get a job the recruiter's expectation of me should be to hire me or not why do they want to hire me what is the expectations of hiring me what are the expectations of my skill set then we can get more into that but I feel like with a job, it's less spoken. It's less, um, it's like kind of unspoken terms. Whereas like dating, you can just, if that's the easy part of it. You can get ahead of it and communicate it like so much earlier on. And you probably could too with an, a job interview. It would just be more uncomfortable. And if they're not about it, they could just drop you and move on to the next one. Yeah. For Well, for dating, the riz is in your words. But for employee or em- being employed, the Riz is in how you understand the bot that they set up to read your mm. application. It's true. Mm. Yeah, it's, I, can you play the game, or will the yeah, game I, play you? I shared a funny, a funny experience um, when it came to that because they essentially came to me, or I, I had, I had messaged, I had cold messaged a recruiter on um, on LinkedIn. I was like, hey, I saw that your company just released a bunch of junior C++ developer positions. Like, that's my best language. Um, you know, can I connect with you? Can we see, you know, can I talk to you? Can you, you want to take a look at my resume? Stuff like that. And they were like, look, we're only taking people who are, you know, from this background, have this much experience, and um, have already worked in the financial sector before. Sorry. Mm. And so, like, that was, that was the... That was that that was like the company line. Like that's that's what they were just telling everyone. And then anyway, I just sent a long flex paragraph, which is everyone should have one. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter oh, yeah. if what you do isn't that impressive, but you should be able to sell yourself towards whatever your talents are because you do have some. I mean, if you're competing for a job in this industry, you probably have some talents. And so, you know, just sent that, and she sent back. Basically, like, oh, that's that's very impressive. I'll see what I can do. And it's just the, the tone shift from, like, sorry, not happening, to actually, I'm going to accept your connection request and send me a resume, and we'll do that. Like, even though I, I just, she knew and I knew that I didn't meet the expectations listed on the job thing. But it didn't matter because, you know, selling yourself is part of it, which is which is really important, which is really important. And I think that's... That's kind of important um, 
you know, an important thing to understand about the dating world as well, is that, you know, some people have these expectations. They, they're like, okay, this is, this is the man. Like, he's got to be tall, dark, handsome, six figures, and that's, that's the dream, which, like, me too. But, like, also, oh. you know, sometimes the right person is, is a person that you compromise for if, you know, they can sell themselves and if they actually demonstrate that they have all the qualities that really matter. If you can, if you can tell them what really matters, whether it's a potential love interest or an employer, they will listen. Or both. And that's Not important. Both. That's a lie. No. Nope. No. Nope. Backtrack. No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Bring that Sorry. back. Sorry. No. Keep going, Ryan. That's my bad. Anyway, not not like in a in a terrible way. I'm I'm getting such glares across the room from someone. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Like I don't mean to say this in a in a terrible light, but sometimes people just don't quite realize, you know, what they're looking for, and so they put these these very high walls up. And they're like, well, if anyone can jump over that, then might as well. But you know, oh, they're, so they also have to jump high now too. Wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you're not an Olympic, you know, competitor in the high jump, you basically are never getting a job or a girlfriend. Like that's just yeah, how it works. Yeah. Sorry, that's just how it is. That's just how it works. Another thing, adding on to that too, around communication is like just being straightforward, like right away. If I like it so much more when I was applying for jobs. And a company would let me know soon, this is not going to work out. This is why we appreciate you and your time. Thank you. We're going to move on. I appreciated that. Of course, I obviously wanted the thing to work out. But I appreciate being told, this is why it didn't work out. This is, we're not, we don't see a future in this. This is why, this is the honest reason why. We wish you the best. We'll let you know if something opens up in the future. And that being like soon, so you're not being strung along. You're not being thrown every which way. They're being straightforward with you. They're being transparent with you. I think both parties can appreciate that way more on and getting employed. And I think to any future employers or current employers listening to this podcast right now, your candidates want transparency from you they want to hear okay this didn't work out this is why thank you we're moving on and they want to hear that soon if you know that soon they want to know that as soon as you know that so they can move on with their lives and you can move on with their lives and i think that is also very similar with getting told no in the dating world too at least me personally this has only happened to me twice in my life but being told hey this isn't going to work out I don't really see this moving forward. Thank you. Wish you the best. And those end up way better than the ones of getting strung along for three weeks or wishy-washy conversations for a long time and then things end abruptly and then it's really awkward for a long time and then you kind of just figure it out and then you just move on and then never end up talking to that person again. I mean, what do you want more? Me personally, I would want to be told like, yeah, I want pretty the, soon after the straight yeah. and narrow of it. Yeah, the transparency of communication. Just let's be honest; it might be it might sting for a day or two, just like a job rejection would. But you know, you get up, you move on, and I think that's really important. Oh yeah, dude. So like, I think the the worst feeling or the worst thing in like applying for jobs, just in general. And Ryan, I'm I'm sure you can relate to this. Is that companies that just don't get back to you, like because like the the possibility that they will accept you is there, right? It was like, they didn't say no yet, but they're never going to get back to you, right? Like you sent this application, you tailored it for that company, that job listing, and they just never reply. If they said, no, it's cool. Then I know I can cross them off my list, right? If you're making like a checklist of things that you've applied to, then it's easier to keep track of if you can actually just cross them out versus leaving a question mark next to them. Now, that being said, the internship that I got that eventually led into my job now, I applied like five months before I ever got a call back from them. And then they called me, set up an interview two days later, and then I got an offer two days after that. So it was five months of ghosting and then like an instant 
interview job offer sort of thing. But like I, I had crossed them off the map entirely. I did not think they were an option after five months of waiting. And another company that I applied to before that, I had like I applied, I got a phone call. I think like a week after I applied, or some sort of time span like that, right? Like much more punctual. Uh, they liked the phone call, and then we had an interview. Uh, or the technical interview that went well, and then I had like an in-person or not an in-person interview. This was still around COVID, so it was it was an on-call interview, right? And that went well too. They were like, "Oh, cool, we'll reach out to you sometime soon." Six months later, still haven't heard anything, and that's around the time when I got like the other job offer. So I had to email them back and say, "Hey, already accepted something, right?" And then they replied back immediately and said, "Oh, sorry, didn't work out." What's the deal with that? What happened? Why didn't you just tell me no if you were going to not, not hire me or whatever it was? It was very, very annoying, especially because that company was a company that I really liked. I own their, I have their watch. Like, mm -hmm. I, I like mm -hmm. this company. I thought it would have been yep. cool, but no, they just ghosted me. And now they, they always have like a stain in my image just because of that. They can yep. ruin a yeah. company image for me. Yeah, it really is like that, unfortunately. And... It's, it's weird because, you know, in, in the age where there's all sorts of AI and, you know, people, you, you can just make a bot that scans resumes and then just lets some people through and lets them not through, which is, is definitely what's happening, you know, most of the time, at least to me. Uh, my resume is just uh, some bot reads it and is like, lol, not good enough, and then gets rid of it. They could just program that bot to send some automated bot email. Like, it's wild to me that they don't. I have... So I, I uh, recently got a referral at Google, which was a very exciting thing for me. I did not get the job. I got rejected. But I got rejected, like, almost immediately, like, within a couple days. No big deal. It's Google. They're also just super-duper not hiring. So, like, the timing was sort of poor. Yeah. But... On my Google Jobs profile, I could see all the applications that I had ever sent to Google. And almost all of them just said processing. The ones I got the referral on said not selected. And it's like, okay, so I got, a, I got an actual physical human being who works at your company to vouch for me and say that I'm good. And the only thing that that is good for is, you know, the the response like that that is only good enough to garner you know the amount of care to hate like let me know that i'm not a candidate instead of all the other ones that i've sent like not even just some automated bot email like some of them are years old some of them are for internships that i had applied to like in years past absurd that none of them ever let me know it's it's such a weird policy and it turns off you know potential candidates so much because the next time they open up a job I'm going to be like well I'm never going to know I'm never going to reply without a referral because I'll just never know yeah and especially for a company that gets as many applications as Google does you'd think they'd have a better system for handling all these requests that they're being sent hourly even not even daily like they get requests out the wazoo and they still end up with this view of just ghosting <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and like every company, like why why not just send an email? Some of them do. Some of them some of them send emails. You know, you you hmm. shoot an application into a wind, and then every once in a while you get an email that's like, "Hey, sorry, it's not you. We're picking someone else. Have a nice life." You know, they're obviously very respectful, but obviously very automated emails. And um, gosh, that can't be hard to that that can't be hard to replicate in in the day and age of spam and bots generating emails and phone calls and and websites and everything up the wazoo I, I just can't imagine that it's really that difficult to make an email automated that says hey you didn't get the job yeah i could go on chat gpt right now and really quickly type in write a rejection email from a tech company and it will automatically do that for me and they could just do that and like is every email you get from any company that you apply to that's a rejection email, you know it's the exact same. Like they'll change oh, for sure. the words every now and then, but it is the exact email. It's sorry or thank you for applying with us. Thank you for your time. Unfortunately, we've decided to move forward with other candidates. I want to know who these other candidates are because frankly, I don't think they exist. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Every email is the same. You know it's automated. They could just like, I don't know, 
just fill in insert name here with the applicant's name because they, they already sent it in like in the field they have this information they could very easily automate the email too and they're just going to have it scanned and what's yeah. worse too in all of this is when you get like the positive response back and then you're like oh this is fantastic like i had one the beginning of my last semester of college so august 2022 where i applied for a job it was a cold apply there wasn't anything connected with the career center or anything like that didn't have a referral or anything and i got an interview and it was a pretty big company and i was like wow this is awesome this is crazy i got a phone screen the phone screen went fantastic i was just like got all the charisma out there man i was Showing them, I was like, dude, I ain't like the other comp size, man. I know how to talk. I know how to make a sentence. <laughs> this man, and it was fantastic. W Riz. Company Riz. <laughs> Company Riz was through the roof, and it was the corporate great. Riz. And the guy on the other phone was like, yes, absolutely. And like we were just like connecting on every front. And then I do a coding interview. I do well on the coding interview. Day goes by. Days goes by. Days goes by. And then, boom, slapped in the face. Yeah, nah. Nah. Sorry. I don't like it, actually. Yeah. And he's just what? like, man, that's just tough. That's just tough because you get so many straight-up projections that could either come after months, after a couple weeks, after a day. You get one. It's like, yes, all you need is one. That's what you're telling yourself. All I needed was one. You take advantage. You do all the right steps. Nah. And that's, and that's just the reality of getting rejected in the job market right now. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah, I have but, one more small story to add to what I said earlier. Of all the companies that are absolutely terrible at responding, Tesla is incredible about getting back to you. Um, and here's how I learned this. There was a day where Tesla on LinkedIn drops like 15 jobs all in the, in the same like five minutes because, you know, they just they had them ready to go. And they just pressed release. So like all the jobs were posted. So, you know, like a very reasonable person who's extremely thirsty for a job, I applied to like all 15 of them. And then, like four hours later, I got 15 rejection emails. <laughs> Which, like, mm. obviously, like, I just missed the just, first round. Like, mm. they, you know, the some bot read my resume, control f it, and didn't find it. But I just, it, it was, like, sad, but it also made me laugh. Because that's not the first time that I've done that. Where I've, like, seen a company drop, like, five or six job openings at the same time. And I'll be like, well, I'll apply for all of them. I'll get my foot in the door. I'll just see what I can do, you know. But it's the first time that just, like, every single one of them came back at the same time. Like, no. And it was kind, it was, it was kind of funny. It was, like, sad, but it was funny. It's but like anyway. the person's like, ah, oh, dang it. Ah, oh, dang it. Oh, man. Okay. Ooh, rough. Oh, wow. Wait. <laughs> yeah, like, I wasn't. Wow. Oh, Wow yikes <laughs> i like my phone was like sitting next to me on the desk and i was like the heck is going on like who, are is someone having like an argument in the chat like what is happening and well, it, was no, no, it was it was tesla it was elon yeah. musk using grok to reject you elon yeah. musk himself wrote me 15 emails in a row <laughs> dude i think the most like jaw on the floor rejection I've ever gotten was when I applied to an email on LinkedIn and I was I was so excited for it because one it was an aerospace tech job which is literally what my major is right very cool right in Colorado I'm getting pumped 180k salary this is fantastic Oof. right I'm looking at the qualifications I am qualified right I send in the application I also have connections like my family knows somebody that works there and I, like, I can just reach out to them, right? Like after I send them the application, I'll message them and be like, hey, I just applied. Uh, could you take a look at this for me, right? And they'd be like, oh, sure thing. I sent the application and not a minute later, I got a rejection email. Oh. Not a minute after I sent that into LinkedIn, I got a rejection. They could not have, they, they could not have downloaded that resume in the time it took to reject me. It was, the most, crazy. It was the most painful experience okay I, it wasn't that pain it was a little painful i'm gonna be honest. it was like that ouch been, it stings a little bit that would have been a yeah. really cool job to have especially mm -hmm. entry level right that would have been awesome because even it, though it was one yeah. minute you are i already know like because i'm like this too i was already i've already be thinking about like 
the job and getting there and like how it would feel to work at this company and you're just like I, thinking I've about all of been it and in then, their, I've oh. been in their office building I have okay. been in their I've walked and toured wow. their company and I I, I said I'm sorry for cutting you off Ethan but this is I'm, you're right, I'm still you're right. heated about this I Keep sent going, the application I like I messaged somebody right afterwards I set my phone down pick it back up done oh my god you can keep going i'm sorry it hurts it hurts no i mean yeah like those rejections suck i know i just said like i like to know like pretty soon but it still stings it still stings when you get that rejection oh yeah like it's just like it's annoying after a long time but when it's like that like immediately after like okay fair enough fair enough but my the rejection I just mentioned, like, that sucked, but the worst one was when I was on a Zoom call for another one that, another company I was really excited about, and I thought it was going to be a one-on-one interview or, like, a two-on-one interview. There were nine people on this call. <laughs> oh, There were nine people on this call. <laughs> just imagine a Zoom grid, all right? Three-by-three three grid. My box is in the bottom. Nine people are on this call. All the videos are on, and obviously my video is on. They all go through and introduce themselves, and I'm just like, all right, I've just got to like turn on public speaker mode, I guess, and just talk to everybody and try and get like everyone involved. And somehow, like I'm ripping, like I'm doing pretty good. I feel really good in the moment too. I'm like getting everyone. I'm getting laughs. I'm answering questions properly. I'm getting good reactions from them. And at the very end, one guy, he's just sitting like this. He just looks at me and he's like, all right, um, yeah, this was really great. I just have one last question. Um, can you define um, midichlorians for me? <laughs> the and I'm like, Star Wars thing? I literally look at the camera. I'm just like, um, you're referring to Star Wars, right? And he's like, um, yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, the count of, like, the Force in a Jedi. And I'm, like, kind of, like, not thinking about Star Wars at all, right? And I'm not yeah, as much just, of a Star Wars guy as you two are. Oh, I've, he, I've become more mean, of a Star Wars guy lately. Did he mean mitochondria? But I'm like, what was that? I don't understand. And I'm just, like, <laughs> midichlorians? You mean the Star Wars thing, right? Like, it's, like, the count of particles in a Jedi. And he's, like... Yeah, great job, great job. And I'm like, bro, what? Are you? Why did you just ask me that? I'm getting and this job. <laughs> Eight other people are just like, wow, you got it. Wow, he always does that to all of them, and everyone's caught off guard, and no one knows what he's talking about. That was great. I'm like, okay, all right. And then he asked me. He he asked me something about Marvel. I don't know. I don't remember what the question was, but I answered that too. And I'm like, oh man, these guys are nerds too. Perfect. It's gonna go so great. Finish the interview. I'm like, dude, that's in the bag. That's the inter- that's my internship. I know that's my internship. I did not hear back from them until after the summer of the internship. <laughs> I went through more interviews. <sighs> I went to. I got an internship. I got a, a second interview for one internship. I got the internship. I moved to the place of the internship. Spend the summer there. Do my internship. Come back to school. A month goes by, and then I get an email. We're going to move on to someone else. <laughs> going to? It already <laughs> happened. You it already happened. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was absolutely... Oh. I was so upset. I was so upset. Because honestly, after a while, I, once I accepted the internship, I was like, this is a really good internship. I guess that other one, it's just not going to happen. Fine. Fair enough. And I was ready to move on. It's getting the rejection email. Ugh. It's getting the rejection email like... Four months late, and you're just like, hmm. Yeah. You didn't even but, need to send it at that point. Like, why? Why? What was the point of that? Really? Oh, yeah, dude. That's uh, that, that one's kind of absurd. That's almost exactly what happened to me for my the internship that I was talking about, where they ghosted me for five months and didn't say anything. That's almost exactly what happened because I like I did well on the phone call. I did well on the technical interview. I was really proud of that. It was like I had a cool, unique solution. They even said like, wow, I didn't think of that, right? Cool, right? I get into the on-call interview where they're like, you know, grilling me about stuff, right? I do well on that. They hit me with the, oh, what is, how do threads work within operating systems in Z? And lucky for me, I was taking OS at the time. This is literally the unit we were in, right? So I was like, mm. I'm on the gun with that too. They're like, oh, yeah, sick, man. We'll talk to you soon. And again, nothing. Like, so the, 
But you, you had everything. You had, you had the, the qualifications. You did well on the technical. You had the riz. And they still went through the entire summer and then said that? Dude, I am sorry. Yeah, that's wild. And it's just, it's even wilder to me because they dropped their guard and were really chill with you because I feel like that usually only happens with candidates that they feel a lot of promise in. And so, like, it's it's odd to know that you were in that category and then they still were like, oh, well, I think we're going to go with, you know, candidate B over here. Like, whatever, you know, they, they get to choose whoever they want. And they'd be like, well, we really like this Ethan guy. But we're just... We're just not gonna tell them, you know. Like it's we're just not gonna tell them. Or maybe like someone they like they just all forgot, and then someone months later was like, "Oh shoot!" No, that's that was the intern they hired. That was the intern they hired that there was cleaning out the backlog. That's what that <laughs> was. Mm-hmm. He was like, ah. He or she was like, ah. Let me uh, let me just mess with this kid who I internship I just stole. <laughs> Imagine it's, it's ruined qualified. my month. Ruined my month. Oh. Imagine it's your last week at an internship, and they're like, okay, you've done great this whole internship. We just have one last thing for you, and then we're going to start, you know, transitioning you up. I need you to email all the other candidates that didn't get this job (laughs) and send them a rejection letter. That's just like, that's just to bolster their ego at that point. That's just like, get them ready. Like, hey, man, this is going to be great. You know what you're going to start doing? Destroying dreams. Crushing (laughs) dreams. That sounds like a, like, uh, that feels like a pledge thing almost of like, hey, let's just ruin the next people coming through here. Or let's ruin the people that didn't get what you got. Oof. That's not a slap in the face. That's like a whole being wrung out over like the medieval torture method. That, uh, that sucks. (laughs) He's like, all right, okay. Thank you. That would be uh, absurdly unfun. But, you know, maybe they're just trying to boost that person's ego turn them into a verified like you know senior programmer who knows everything right off the bat you know give them that that god complex rip a junior programmer yeah they're gonna be like okay it's your last week in this internship we need you to learn arch linux (laughs) and they're just like we need to develop your god complex (laughs) okay god dude i i this episode has been a little salty but I think it's <laughs> I think it's warranted, right? I think this is the the people who are applying to job can be as salty as they want to be with employers that just don't give them the time of day, and they yeah, it's only fair. This is the least we can do, right? And then they of have course. the audacity to go on the news and say, "Oh yeah, we're still we're need we need new interns, we need new hires." It's like, no, you don't. There are thousands of good people applying to you every day, and here you are. Turning down the best candidates. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It is rough out there. It is rough out there. Yeah. I think we can... Before we get more heated, I think we, we can probably call it there. Like, we're, we're already an hour in of just pure, unfiltered... We got a little heated. We unfiltered, got a little heated. Yeah, that, that got more pointed than I thought. <laughs> straight from the Pacific Ocean, just as salty as it can be. So we kind of cut it there. I think it's really funny that we kind of just went into this with no like real skeleton around it. We were just like, hey, let's just talk about this thing. And we all just had something to talk about. We all had something to rip into. Yeah, you know, like everybody's had an experience like this and it's mm -hmm. miserable. On our little, you know, it's not like we have a script, but we do have like just a couple bullet points of like what we're going to talk about today. And this this one is is like five words. But we just talked about it for thirty minutes. <laughs> Quite yeah, literally, this is half the, an hour. <laughs> the least amount of bullet points we've had under talking points, and Ugh. I think we did a great job. Oh yeah, that was great. That was yeah, yeah. Anybody want to sign off for us and just like clear the air a little bit? Could yeah, we, I'll yeah, sign sure. off for us. Oh, okay, thank you, thank you. Y'all, okay, it's been is- a great episode number five. I thoroughly enjoy getting on here every week and. Talking about some tech news, talking about some things about the industry, about what we're going through. You've seen a little insight into our lives, into the hiring process, and look back into, um, for some of us, which was a little while ago, for some of us, which was recently, the perils of the hiring um, procedure and the perils of dating. And the parallels of them both. And the parallels of them both. 
So we hope you took away something from this episode, and we're really excited to see you all again next week. Um, we would absolutely love it and appreciate it if you guys gave us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on the Compile Time Podcast on Instagram. So that's at the Compile Time Podcast, all one word on Instagram. Um, it's been super real as usual. We love you guys. We're so thankful that you're listening, and yeah, that's all there. That's Compilers, all there is to say. Yeah. Take care. And yeah, compile no, happily. Guys. I hope, hope your, your, code's I hope your well. code is compiled. Rustations. Keep trying. It's going to be all right. We'll see you guys okay. next week. See ya.